0: Joining us with more analysis now, CNN senior political commentator Anna Navarro, CNN senior political commentator, former Republican congressman Adam Kenzinger, CNN political commentator and former Biden White House communications director Kate Bedingfield and CNN senior political commentator and former senior advisor to the President Obama, David Axelrod. And I just want to start by saying, look, I know there's a lot of talk behind the scenes about splits between the Obama and Biden folks, but Kate was helping Axe. Straighten his tie <laughs> during the break. And I, I, I saw a unity moment. <laughs> you bringing absolutely. people together, much like Donald Trump There's last night but in love. Iowa. But no, love.
1: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. You know, watching you do that board and looking at the red state of Iowa, it, it looked like a MAGA hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was sort of emblematic of where the Republican Party is. The, the cohort, if you look at all the crosstabs, the cohort, that uh, was most striking. At the, that the president, uh, former president Trump, has the most sway with are this group called Republicans, and that's pretty <laughs> handy. Deep in the crosstabs. That's 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 <laughs> uh, that's a handy thing to have uh, when you're running for the party's nomination. Nikki Haley, and the reason she is looking forward to New Hampshire is she does better with uh, with independent voters with some. Democrats who want to influence the Republican primary, but you can't win the nomination that way. And so, improbable as it seems, a guy who has four, who's under four indictments, ninety-one counts, uh, who presided over the, the the insurrection that we saw on January sixth, uh, seems well on his way to the nomination.
0: And go ahead. Well, I was to say it is disheartening because, as a Republican, to watch. X is right. I mean, it's Trump's party now. Like there's, there's no. So, but the thing that really stands out to me, it's like if I had a time machine, CNN had some numbers that showed of the people that believe the election was legitimate, which it was, by the way, it was about a 30-30-30 split between DeSantis, Trump, and Haley of those that think it was stolen, it was like Trump by a mile. I think Trump only actually got like 9% of the people that thought it was legitimate. So that makes me wonder if we could go back in time and actual leaders of the actual Republican party could actually convince people that the election was legitimate, which it was, Mm -hmm. would that have made a difference in where we are today? And that is showing me what the importance of of leadership is because when Donald Trump said it was stolen and every other second tier influencer in the GOP says, yeah, it was stolen, you're now convincing the party that he's a victim. If they'd have actually taken a stand and said, no, yeah. it wasn't stolen, or, would it have been different Or, or oh, Adam, dances what's around. The point
2: of, of, at this point, crying over spilled milk? Mm. We are where we are, right? Like yeah. my grandmother had bicycle, uh, wheels, she'd be a bicycle. You know, it didn't happen. They didn't stand up. They didn't I've always sleep. said that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and
2: uh, <laughs> it's, actually an, it's actually a Spanish saying. Si mi abuela tuviera ruedas, sería bicicleta. But um, look, I think it's, uh, it, it's depressing. It's a grim day for people like like you and me, and I think it's, uh, uh, it should be a wake-up call for Republicans who don't want Trump, for uh, center-leaning independents and right-leaning independents, and frankly, for Democrats who have been fretting and you know, wringing their hands and clutching their pearls for the last year. The, uh, the last thing in between Donald Trump and the presidency, the name is Joe Biden. And so I think it's time for people to really wake up and this depression, this fear, this anger, this outrage, this this aghastment that I feel uh, today at watching the results, channel that into figuring out how we stop Donald Trump from ever being president again. He and, wants
1: and, rebuttal too.
3: <laughs> well, but I think we shouldn't lose sight of the fact that this is this is a weakness for Trump in the general election. I mean, yes, it is hard as people who care about democracy, it's hard to look at Donald Trump you know, romping through Iowa last night and and uh, and feel okay that he's, you know, back on the national scene and he's get, pr- presumably going to be the Republican nominee. But, you know, for the, the slice of voters who are ultimately going to decide this election, we've seen time and again, they, you know, they actually reject his, you know, politics of retribution. They reject the idea that the 2020 election, they reject the big lie. There's a huge audience for this within the Republican primary electorate. That's obviously upsetting. But... You know, for, for people who are listening and, and hopefully uh, are not totally abandoning hope, this is not uh, the Republicans are now putting forward their most damaged potential Mind you, though, nominee. Last night
2: he left the politics of retribution behind. He came out and he sounded like Barney the Dinosaur, right? He loved everyone. He he wasn't calling him Ron uh, sanctimo- De He wasn't calling Nikki Haley birdbrain. He was all of a sudden giving them compliments. It was an interesting. But how, oh. but how many how, how moments, long have, that
3: gonna how long is it going to last, one? Listen. And two, how many times have we seen that, right? I mean, we could go back through clips of the last four years, the last eight years, was and pick st- out there moments. There was a
1: strategic purpose it, for it. Right. right. He yeah. just
3: he wanted to signal, this to- is
0: over, everybody get on board. Right.
3: Exactly. But, Almost but, like I'm waiting not for like a concession sale. speech.
0: Yes, yeah. <laughs> when J.B. Pritzker, the governor of Illinois, he, there was I was doing the CNN thing yesterday, and he, there was some comment where he said, doesn't matter if, you know, Trump or Haley or whatever, they're all MAGA. Like, that is a way that you are going to, as Democrats, push aside the people that you need to vote for Joe Biden, is when people like J.B. Pritzker says, oh, they're all just MAGA. Well, like. That to me no. is not how you put together a winning campaign. It's a, a good party.
3: thing there, that we have JB Pritzker joining us in about an good hour. You. There,
0: the well there, about there, there is, that's X.
1: incredible. You're way ahead of the game. <laughs> uh, look, look, if I tend to be Look, the thing that I would look at if I were the Biden campaign is that third of people who say, no, the election was legitimate. No, yes, I think the president, that President Trump would be unfit if he were convicted mm-hmm. of a crime. It seems to me among that group, there are people. Who, would, uh, who, who might consider voting uh, for Biden. But uh, uh, I don't consider myself a pearl clutcher. I consider myself a realist. Well, good, because I, I understand- don't
2: think pearls would look very good on you, particularly not with that outfit. Anything well, I certainly wouldn't eyes.
1: wear them here. <laughs> but uh, but, but <laughs> he, he needs uh, the president and his campaign need to get into gear, and they need a message. And they need a message that is that takes in not just democracy, but the day-to-day concerns that people have. And they need to prosecute it every single day through every single surrogate. That's what winning campaigns do. So the, the people who have to sort of get in gear are not those who have concerns about what might happen in November, but the campaign itself. And there are signs that that's beginning to happen. It has to happen faster because the threat is clear. And if there's one thing that... That the uh, Trump, that the Biden campaign should be happy about is it's very clear now what the race is. There's no ambiguity. It's going to be Biden versus Trump. Mm -hmm. And so begin to draw those parallels, not just on democracy, but on uh, issues that are important day to day in people's lives.
3: Well, and if you look at the measures of enthusiasm that are available to us right now, you know, look at uh, what the Biden campaign raised in Q4. They raised a significant amount of money, they raised a lot of money from uh, smaller donors. There are signs that people are motivated by, uh, you know, I would argue, by the Biden agenda, but also are because the race is coming into focus because we know where this is going to be a question uh, of kind of our fundamental existential, do we care about democracy? Is democracy going to survive? I absolutely agree the message has to be broader than that. But I, do, I don't I do think we should underestimate uh, what we saw from voters in 2022 and 2023. They believe that a threat to democracy, uh, they reject a threat to democracy. I, and that is motivating
1: for I, me. I'm not suggesting he doesn't have talking points in his uh, record that will support a message. Uh, but just Let's all be aware, and Trump proved it again yesterday, he is uh, not a normal candidate and he is a pretty formidable candidate. And now this is, he's on the ballot.